Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to Open Season. My name is Hugo, and we're going to start this season with a lot of super guests. So we have a special guest today. She goes by the name of Kami. Um, Kami, I want to say hello. Hello. How you doing? I am great. How are you? Awesome. Thank you for asking. I'm amazing. I'm excited to start this season two with a special guest. I'm also excited that so many people have reached out and are ready to start this new journey with me. Um, Gami, Thank uh, you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. <clears throat> you're welcome. It's an honor to have you here. It's an honor to have you be one of the first ones. It's amazing for you to be one of the first ones. I'm excited to hear what we're going to talk about. And um, we'll see how this goes. Everybody give a shout out to Gami. Tell me, the mic is all yours. Okay. Well, at first, I was, like, thinking about it, and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to write some things down, take some notes. But then I was like, nah, that's not my true form. So I was like, let me just go ahead and wing it and just, you know, talk about whatever I comes to mind. <clears throat> so I guess I can start with, like, where it all started. Um I am going to be 25 next week. So I am a almost Christmas baby. Um, I have one sibling, a little brother, who's not so little. He's only like a year and some months younger than me. Um, even though I treat him like as if he was my son. <clears throat> I have, well, I live with my mom. My parents are separated actually they're not fully divorced even though it's been over 10 years um let's see okay. I I don't really talk to my dad that much um because he lives far away he's a workaholic um so he works all the time and it's been like that ever since I was a kid my dad has always worked so much to provide and everything um but then when my parents got separated I really didn't speak to him much at all. <clears throat> so it's basically just been me, my mom, my brother for as long as I can remember. And my mom and I are pretty close. She's cool. She's a very nice lady. Um, yeah. When, when you found out that your parent was, or your parents were getting separated, did it impact you in any, any kind of way? Oof. So, <laughs> yes. Um I don't know if you even know this, uh, but the reason as to why my parents got divorced is a little um, different. <laughs> so it took a lot of um, understanding as to why things were happening. Um, but basically what happened <clears throat> was one day uh, they called us. I was uh, it was the summer before I was going to start high school. Um, and my mom, I just remember her calling me and my brother into her room and she was upset and she was crying. And so I was just like, oh my God, like, you know, somebody must've died. Right. Um, and so I was trying to brace myself and I was like, what the, what are they about to tell me right now? And my dad starts talking and he had just taken a trip, uh, to his home country, which is Chile, which is where my parents are from. Um, and he starts explaining to us that he's no longer going to be living in the house, that they're going to get a divorce. And so I was like, okay, well, I mean, 
And in my head, I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, well, they've been fighting quite a lot, you know? Um, and then he tells us something that kind of shocked both my brother and I, um, which is not really something that I even talk about or tell people. But I mean, I'm comfortable talking about it. He's my dad at the end of the day. Um, <clears throat> but he basically came out to us and told us that he was gay. And so I was stunned. Um, my brother was stunned. And <clears throat> he started crying because, you know, he was, I guess it hit him in a different way than it did for me. So he was more so like really sad um, that my dad wasn't going to be in the house anymore. And I was more so like mad. I was, I was mad at the fact that, you know, the life that I knew, everything that I knew, because I had it made, like I, (laughs) I, to say that I was a spoiled kid was, is an understatement, you know, like I definitely had more than anything that I could have ever asked for. Um, I went to a Catholic private school. Like I, I had everything, you know, I had a very big house. Right. Um, the house, I had my own room. I had all the toys. I had a phone. I had literally, I had everything that I could ever want. Um, and so I was like thinking in my head, I was like, well, all this, it's obviously about to change because my mom, she never had a job. Um, when I was born, when I was born, she dedicated herself to being a stay-at-home mom um, to take care of me and my brother. And so it was always my dad that was the person who was bringing home the money and, you know, making sure that we were financially okay and everything. So I was like, well, you know, in my head, I'm thinking, I'm like, how are we going to even do this? Like, my mom has nothing. Like, she has no savings. She has no money. You know, like, we're we're screwed, basically. Right. Um, and so I was mad. And I resented him for a long time because of it, because I was like, you know, how can you just up and leave like this? Um, and, you know, it took a lot of time before I was even OK to talk to him again, because after he left, uh, my mom developed this thing called a psychosis. Okay. So <clears throat> she was not doing well at all for a very long time. She had to go multiple times to the crisis center. And she was just very depressed. She fell into a very, very deep depression. Um, It was horrible. And to watch that, it was very traumatizing, Um, you know, to see her talk to herself, to have her go days without even being in the house. Um, And so I personally had to grow up very quickly, Um, which is also one of the main reasons why, like, Um, he'll say it from time to time, but my brother, uh, he sometimes is like, he'll make jokes here and there, but when it comes down to being serious and like, if somebody asks him about me, he'll tell you like, she's like my second mom. Um, because I put aside everything that I had to make sure that my brother had everything. Right. So I had to make sure that he was safe. I had to make sure that he went to school. Um, and I tried, you know, I tried myself to go to school and I tried to do all these things, but it was, it was really hard. So I ended up dropping out, um, because my brother was struggling in school. And so I saw that and I was like, seeing how we, you know, the water would get cut off and then the light got cut off. And like, I just saw these things crumbling like one at a time. And so I was like, I can't do this anymore. And so I dropped out. 
because I had to make sure that he went to school. I had to make sure that he um, had everything that he needed in order for him to be okay. Because uh, that was my number one priority. I really didn't care. I knew that I was smart. That's something that I've always known. Because right. everything that I've ever learned in my life, um, for example, Spanish. Uh, Spanish is my first language. So when I was little, um, my mom told me, she was like, you started picking up a book that was in Spanish and you just started reading it on your own and you left everybody speechless. And she was like, you know, and the same with the way that you started to speak English, like you left everybody uh, like with their mouths wide open because they were like, how is this little baby just, you know, speaking and, and being so... <clears throat> Uh, just you know communicating so well at such a young age right so you're self-taught and that's how I've always been and so when I made the decision to drop out I was like you know what this is gonna be so hard because everyone is gonna judge and everyone's you know everyone always says like well education is the most important thing and uh, trust me I agree with that you know I definitely agree that you know you should be educated and everything but education doesn't just come from sitting down at a desk in my personal opinion um, and I've always thought this. I've always thought that there's school for lots of people, but then there's also, it's also not for a lot of people. <clears throat> yeah. So when I dropped out, it was, oof, I received so much judgment from so many people. Um, and everyone was telling me like, oh, you're just throwing your life away and you have so much potential and da, da, da. And I was like, well, <clears throat> I know that I have the potential. I've always known it. Um, I overcame a lot of things during the time that my mom uh, had came to be mentally ill. Um, you know, I had to go through a lot of trials and tribulations and I had to focus, you know, focus on what I needed to do in order for my family to be okay. And so little by little, um, things started getting a little bit better. I started to see her, like, I started to see her improve. Um, and then she finally got a job um, once I had turned 18 years old. So we struggled pretty severely for almost all of the time that I was in high school. Um, because I did do all four years, and I didn't make the decision to drop out up until I turned 18. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so I was a senior, um, technically but I didn't have all of my senior credits, which is why I was like, you know what, this is going to take me too long. You know, I was just thinking, I was like, there's just, I, I can't no more. I can't anymore. And so at 18, I made the decision. I was able to do it myself because if you're younger than 18, at least here, um, you have to have a parent uh, agree with you. And so I was like, no, I'm going to do all of this on my own. And so when I turned 18, I dropped out, um, and that was in <clears throat> 2015. So 2016 comes around, and that I like to always call that the year that my whole life has changed um, because so many things happened from right. that point on out. Um, my mom, you know, she had a job, so everything was, you know, finally going better. Um, but it also meant that she was spending less time at home. But, you know, this time it was for a better reason. Yeah. So <clears throat> there's one story in particular that I wanted to talk about. 
um, which I mean, it's it's obviously going to bounce to a bunch of other stories, but it was March 11th, 2016, and my mom had actually gone to spend the night at my dad's house because at this point they were friends and I was cool with it. Um, I was fine with them being friends and it was actually making things a lot easier on my brother and I um, them being friends so it was making the process of them not being together a lot easier uh, seeing them get along the way that they were getting along right and so she lets us know that she's not going to be coming home and we're like okay uh, so she goes and she spends the night at my dad's house because she had to work uh, this was a Friday night and she had to work the next day which was a Saturday and I remember I had this friend um, who I was pretty close with in high school. Um, at one point, she was living with us and everything, and she was just, she was cool. And I remember uh, she had also dropped out before I did, and I kind of, like, didn't talk to her for a while, and I kind of, I lost sight of her, and I really didn't, like, she didn't keep in touch, and I didn't really keep in touch um, up until she messaged me, like, randomly. And she was catching me up on her life and she was telling me how she got married. And I was like, oh, my God, that's crazy. You know, like, I'm so happy for you. Da, da, da. And then she starts telling me, she's like, yeah, like we live uh, kind of up the street of where you're at. I was like, oh, wow, that's insane. Da, da, da. <clears throat> and she was like, yeah, like my husband's great. Uh, he has a step. Uh, well, he has a son. And so I'm a stepmom now. And I was like, wow, like, you know, that's great. And then she starts telling me, she's like, he has a brother um, who is in the process of getting divorced. And I was like, okay. And then she was like, well, I, I'm calling you because I wanted you to, like, I wanted you to meet him. I wanted to introduce you. And I was like, huh, okay. Mind you, I was not, <laughs> was not looking for anything. I did not, you know, I was not, um, trying to talk to anybody. I was kind of just doing my own thing. I, you know, things were kind of just settling down in my life. Um, okay. My mom was just, you know, starting to go back to work after not being, you know, after not had worked for 18 years. So she was finally going back to work and, you know, things were finally starting to settle down. So I was like, you know, I'm not trying to talk to anyone. I'm trying for things to just go with the flow, whatever. But I'm also trying to be single. Like, I, I just want to be single. Right. And so she was like, I know, but I, I've met him and I've gotten to know him. Um, and I've known you for a long time. So, like, I just feel like you guys would get along very well. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, whatever. Let's let's see. So she, and it was the March 11th, and it was, like, around 7 p.m. Um, and my mom was not coming home the next day. So she was like, well, we're having kind of like a, um, a fogata, which is like a bonfire type thing. Um, and she was like, I want you and your brother to come so mm. that, you know, you guys can meet my husband and you can meet his brother and everything. I was like, okay. Like at first I was like on the fence about it. Um, and my brother was actually the one who started pushing me and he was like, no, I want to go. They're going to have free food. <laughs> he was like, they're going to have free food. I want to go. And I was like, okay, well, we can, we can see what it's about. And so we went walking because it was really close by. 
um, to where I was living. So it was like kind of like a 10 minute walk. And so, and it was dark outside already and it was cold. And I remember walking on my way there with my brother and I was like, I'm kind of nervous to meet this guy. Um, Because before, um, like when her and I had started talking again and she was telling me about him before March 11th came around and she had invited us to the bonfire, um, I told her to give him my Facebook account so that he could add me um, and that we could start talking before we meet in person so that it's not so weird. Um, so we had been talking and, you know, he seemed very interested in, in getting to know me and everything. And so I was like, okay, well, I mean, you know, whatever. But again, like I'm, I'm trying to remain single. Right. Like, I'm not trying to talk to anyone. Um, and also it was a little bit, um, I don't know what the word is. I mean, for me, it was a little bit scary, I guess, at the time because I was 18 um, and he was 30. So there was a 12 year difference. Oh, wow. And yeah. So I was thinking to myself, I was like, you know, I'm like, I'm 18 years old. And like, I don't know what my mom's going to think because I had never, uh, you know, brought home anyone uh, that much older than me. Right. And so I was like, I don't know what my mom's going to think. She's already been put through enough. <laughs> like, I don't want to put her through more. And so, well, March 11th comes around and I get there. And everything's really nice. And, you know, he's cool. He's really nice to me and everything. And he actually was the one um, who had invited us to come over the next day. And so, you know, my brother is there. He's eating all the food and he's having a great time. And I'm there and I'm talking to him and I'm having a good time. You know, we're vibing and everything. And so he invites us to come over the next day. Um, And so I was like, okay, like I'll go the next day. And so what ended up us going the next day ended up us going every day. So it was like an everyday thing where um, he was, he would be working and I would go over there and I would chill with my friend and then I would wait for him to come home and then we would eat dinner and then we would like watch movies and then he would take me and my brother home or sometimes it would just be me going by myself. And so it became like a routine kind of for a couple months um, where we, you know, we started to get pretty close. And then um, he tells me, he's like, I have a daughter. I was like, okay, well, like, I love kids. You know, that was never an issue for me. Like, I never thought about it twice or anything. Right. Um, And so he introduces me to his daughter. He then tells me that he's in the middle of filing for divorce. Um, And so I was like, okay. And he doesn't uh, speak much English well he didn't speak much English at the time uh, way less than he does now um, and so he was like and all the papers that he had to do to fill out for his divorce um, and for the child support and for all of the, the custody stuff it was in English and so I at first I was a little confused so I was like I mean is there a way that you could get these in Spanish but um, point is he had asked me if he if I could help him and so I was like, well, in my head, I was like, you know, I just met this guy and this is a pretty serious thing. But knowing me, I'm the type of person who I love to help people. Like, it doesn't matter how serious it is or whatever the case is. Like, I just am the type of person who I genuinely just really like to help. Right. And so I was like, yeah, sure. Like, you know, whatever. And so I helped him fill out the papers for his custody. I helped him fill out 
um, papers for his divorce. I helped him do all of that. Um, and I helped him with all of, of those things that he needed to get done in order for him for everything to go smoothly because he was, you know, stressing about it. And he confided in me and he told me all these things. And, you know, and so we got to know each other. Um, and then we got together. And oh, and that was six years ago. And wow. we started a relationship that started off really really nice and you know he was everything that I wanted in a person and he really showed me you know like what it felt like to be cared for and I thought you know I was like okay well this guy's the one you know saying so, you know, I was like he's the one um you know he cares about me he, he loves me um and so two years go by um, and we start working together. So I had no previous experiences in marketing, um, before I met him. And when I met him and we started talking about work and everything, uh, mind you, two years have already gone by, so we're doing good. Everything's happy. You know, everything's fine. Um, he, starts telling me how he wants to quit his day job and so I was like well you know what is it that you want to do da, da, da. and then he tells me that he wants to start up his own company uh like a, a landscaping company um he's like I've done this for years like I know all my stuff so I I want to make it my own mind you the only thing that he had in his mind for this company was the name of the company I took what he had, which was the name of the company, mm -hmm. and I turned it into an actual company. And so from the minute that he told me that he wanted to do it, I got on my computer and I started researching like crazy, like, okay, how can you start a business? And so I did everything from making him a website to making him business cards, to making him flyers, to posting everywhere, um, Facebook Marketplace, uh, so many different websites, Craigslist, like all these things. So you did um, all the legwork. Yes. And I did such a good job that I was able to get him to quit his day job um, within a month of me working with him. And so we started up the company, everything was doing, well, I started up the company, we started working together, everything was going fantastic. Um, I was getting him so many clients, people were, you know, very happy with his work, because he's good at what he does. You know, that's something that I've always told him that him as a landscaper, he, he does a good job. And so we just, we worked well as a team. Um, and then one day my aunt actually wanted an estimate, um, for her, her yard. Right. And so she was like, well, he can come, but I would feel a lot better if you came with him because I'm not home. I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. Uh, so she, I, I told him, he was like, okay, well, I'm going to pick you up. Um, and there's also something that I want to talk to you about. And I was like, okay. So I get dressed, I get ready. He comes to pick me up. And 
this was in 2018 so um he comes to pick me up and we're in the car and I'm you know we're doing the estimate and everything and I'm telling him oh well she wants this she wants that da 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 um and so we're doing the estimate together and then we go back to the car and he gets like real serious and I was like well what the heck you know what's going on um and he tells me that he has someone else on the side oh. um and that he's been seeing her and that she's pregnant and so i break down and i'm you know hysterical and it's it's a horrible feeling and he tells me that he's going to buy a house um so that this woman can live in um with his uh child at this point we didn't know if it was a boy or a girl yet um and so he starts telling me all these things and then he tells me that he wants to marry me within the same conversation um he tells me that he does not want to be with her that he has seen the error of his ways and that he does not want anything to do with her except for the fact that she's gonna have his kid and I was extremely confused um and again I at this point I was what I was about 20 years old and he was you know telling me these things and in the same conversation of telling me oh well you know I have someone on the side and I have her and she's pregnant um I want to marry you and so I was very just not okay um and I tell him that I needed some time apart you know I needed some time to think and so that's what I did I took some time um and I was miserable during this time I was very sad and I missed him and I missed his daughter and it was something horrible and I I just I felt horrible inside um and but I kept telling myself I was like but if he actually loved you and he cared about you, then, you know, he should be with you and not, you know, getting other girls pregnant or getting other women pregnant. Right. And so that same year, um, I got very sick and I had sepsis, which is a blood infection. Um, I thought I had the flu. I really thought that I had like a bad flu and I was just not, you know, doing well, but I was going to get better. And so I'm laying in my bed and I'm just not doing well at all. Like I'm sleeping the whole day. Um, And I look at my brother and he was like, dude, you look bad. And he, he tells me, um, well, I tell him, I'm like, just feel my forehead. And if I feel warm, then I'll go to urgent care. And so he puts his hand on my forehead and he starts dialing 911. And he's like, Camilla I'm calling for the ambulance right now and I started freaking out like I I didn't even have I didn't even have pants on like I I had nothing I was just laying in my bed um and he was like no like you have to go to the hospital right now and I'm laying there and I'm just I'm just so confused uh they had to carry me down because I was so weak like I couldn't even go down the stairs oh wow 
And so they had to carry me down and they put me inside the ambulance and I went to the hospital. Um, when I get there, mind you, the normal blood pressure is 120 over 80. Mm-hmm. Mine was 198 over 111. And I had a resting heart rate of like 170 something, which is like, it's, it's just unfathomable. And I was just laying there and I was freaking out. And <clears throat> the nurse looks at me and she goes, it's a good thing that you got here now, because if you would have gotten here any later, it would have been a lot harder to save your life. Immediately, they start pumping me with so many antibiotics through the IV. Um, I'm like throwing up because of the fever that I had. I had a fever of 104, um, almost 105. And I just remember laying there and thinking like my brother just saved my life because now that I'm here, like, you know, they're going to they're going to help me. I'm going to be fine. Right. Um, and so I called my mom. My mom had no idea. My mom just knew that I was sick. She had no idea. She was at work. She had no idea that I was in the hospital right now. And so I call her and I'm like crying and I'm telling her like, I'm, I don't want to die. You know, I'm so scared. And she, she was like, I'm leaving work right now. She gets to me and they tell her, um, you know, like, we don't know what she has just yet. We're running the test and we're, we're seeing what's going on. Um, and I didn't know until the next day that I had sepsis. So I waited that whole night in the emergency room because they couldn't admit me yet. So they had me in the emergency room bed and I was just there and I was, you know, getting some IV fluids and I was getting some medicine, the antibiotics through the IV. Um, and so the next day they finally admit me and they tell me that I had sepsis and I was in the hospital for almost a month. Um, while I was there, I lost 33 pounds, um, because I wasn't eating anything at all that they were giving me. Literally the only thing that was keeping me like alive was the IV fluids and whatever they were putting in me. Um, my mom almost lost her job because of how much time she took off, um, to come stay with me. And during this time. Um, you know, people would think like, oh, if you have a partner, you have a boyfriend, you have someone who who cares about you in that form. Um, obviously, you know, they would drop what they were doing. At least that's what I would do for someone exactly. who I, I exactly. care about and love. Um, and I, you would come and visit them at least. Obviously, you know, like if you have a busy life, you can't come stay with them and everything. But, you know, at least visiting them here from time to time. Um, I was in the hospital for about a month and my ex, uh, the one who, you know, got that woman pregnant and everything, he never once showed up. Um, there was this one time where he had called me and we were on the phone and he was asking me how I was doing. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm doing horrible. You know, like I, I really don't feel well, but most importantly like more than anything I just feel sad you know I feel sad I'm lonely um my mom can't possibly stay with me every single day because she's gonna get fired um my brother same thing he's working he can't stay with me every day um my dad same thing even my dad who I had not had that close of a bond with or a relationship with he still came um even though the hospital was like an hour away from him um, and he doesn't have a car. He still, he took Ubers to come see me. 
almost every other day he would bring me like coloring books <laughs> he brought me like those adult coloring books and everything and he brought me like all these different things uh to make sure that I was okay um but the one person who I thought was gonna be by my side he was not there not one time um but when we were on the phone uh he had asked me he was like well what do you want to eat like are you hungry and I was like hell yeah I'm hungry this the hospital food sucks <laughs> And he was like, well, what do you want me to bring you? And I was like, well, I really want some pupusas. Um, and then he was like, okay, perfect. So I'm going to drop my daughter off at her mom's. I'm going to go pick up some pupusas and then I'm going to go stay with you. And I was like, okay. So I'm laying there and I'm so happy. Like, you have no idea. I'm like, I'm finally going to see him. You know, like I miss him so much. Right. And we, we were not talking during this time um, when I was sick and even before, because, you know, I, I told him that I needed space. Because he had gotten a whole another lady pregnant. Right. Um, and I'm there and I'm just thinking like, okay, I'm going to put everything aside because my heart wanted to see him. My heart, my soul, my, like, I just wanted to see him. I just wanted some time with him. I wanted him to be the one to comfort me um, in such a stressful and, and horrible moment in my life. And he never showed up. So I was up until about four o'clock in the morning and I was waiting for him. I had texted him. I had called him um, and he had completely ignored my text, completely ignored my call um, and just nothing. Didn't tell me anything. Didn't tell me that he um, couldn't make it or anything, you know, nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, the next day he uh, texts me and he says oh I'm sorry I fell asleep I was so tired after I took my daughter to her mom's um, and I was just like okay and like whatever it's okay um, I get home from the hospital finally and I'm doing physical therapy I'm relearning how to do so many things because when I got out, I, could, I couldn't even hold my hands above my head. Um, I was so weak. I was a lot skinnier. Um, I, it was something horrible. I was really at one of the lowest points uh, physically that I had ever been at. Um, and, but I just kept telling myself, I was like, I have to, I have to push through this because I'm me, you know, like I've always told myself, I'm like, I'm me. I've, I've done this before. I've, I've gotten through hard times before. Like I have to pick myself back up and I have to do it. You know, like I have my mom as a role model yeah, and she's always been my role model. She's the, one of the strongest people that I know. She was in such a dark place and she took herself out of it. And a lot of people were praying on her downfall. A lot of people were hoping that she would stay down there on the ground and, you know, and not pick herself back up because they know how powerful of a woman she is uh, when she is good and when she is doing well in life. Um, and so I, I kept telling myself, I was like, physically, I have to get better. I have to, I have to just push through this, you know, and, and I did. I um, started working out every single day. I started eating healthy. I was doing so much better. I was glowing. Literally, I was glowing. Um, and I just felt so good about myself and I felt happy again. I was like, 
all right, my health is, you know, doing finally, it's, it's doing good. Everything is going well. Um, and then he came back into my life and he, um, basically was just like, well, I just want us to just be friends and I want us to still be in each other's lives. And I was like, okay, well, so I was still helping him with the um, company, and the I one that you started. yes, <laughs> the one that I started. And so I was still helping him with this company. I was still doing everything that a girlfriend would do. Um, you know, we were still talking almost every day, and you know, things were still going pretty good. Um, and then the pandemic started in 2020. And, you know, him and I were just friends. So I was like, okay, well, I am going to try to move on with my life, you know, romantically. And so I met this guy and I had a a previous relationship also during this time when me and my ex were not together, Um, but they didn't last, you know, anything that long. Um, Just like it was just something where I was like, I want at first, the first one was something where I was like, I just really need, um, uh, distraction. That's because I felt so sad that I wasn't with the guy that I wanted to be with. Yeah. But then I broke up with that person because I told myself, I was like that I would never want someone to use me as a distraction. And that's not the type of person that I am. So I need to, I need to dump him and I need to tell him the truth. And so I did, I told him straight up. I was like, look, I'm in love with someone else. Um, and I can't, I can't be with you. And he took it really harshly because he had very strong feelings for me and it was, it was hard on the both of us. But I, I told him, I was like, I'd much rather just tell you because we can't keep this going. Um, and then in 2020, I met this person, um, who originally lived in Texas. Um, he had lived in Texas I forgot how I met him. I think he just like added me randomly on Facebook and I accepted it, which to those that are listening, don't do it. (laughs) That's not not safe. I'm not, I'm not condoning. I'm not condoning any of that. That's not safe at all. Um, I was just very naive. Um, Are you sure? Yes. (laughs) That is very naive. Um, Don't just accept random friend requests from Facebook people. (laughs) Thankfully, though, he turned out to be normal. You know, he wasn't some sort of... I was a random friend request. Okay, well, that's different. (laughs) Sorry. That's different. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) Facebook and TikTok are two different things. Um, So, basically, I started talking to him, and I was like, okay, like, he seems cool. He's nice. Um, And then he was like, well, I have a sister that lives in Pennsylvania, Um, which obviously is a lot closer to me than Texas is. And so he was like, I'm going to move in with my sister. And this was all within like a couple of weeks of us talking. So things moved pretty quickly. Um, And then he was like, no, like, I really like your vibe. Like you are the type of person where like, I would move from the other side of the country for you. Yeah. And I was like, okay. (laughs) So he did exactly that. He got on a train. Um, and it was a 20, I think it was a 27 hour, uh, no, not even a train, a bus. 
he took a bus, um, the Greyhound bus from Texas to Pennsylvania. And it was a 27-hour bus ride. And we got pretty close. And he was very nice. Our um, personalities mixed very well. He met my mom. He met my family. He met my brother. Um, And he was actually like, I I was focusing my attention on him. Um, And so I was like forgetting about my ex. And I was just like, okay, you know, this is great in all types of ways because I'm I'm actually feeling happy. You know, everything is, is going the right way. Right. And then, um, out of nowhere, um, he, I, I receive a message from some girl, um, in his home country of Honduras. And she's like, oh, I'm his wife. Da, 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 da. <sighs> um, I have his kid here. I knew he had a daughter. He never hid that from me. So like, I knew he had a daughter back in Honduras. Um, and, but she was like, I'm his wife, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, there is no way. <laughs> I was like, there's just no way I'm over here and I'm trying to just be happy with my life. Like, why is this happening to me right now? <laughs> and so I confronted him obviously. And I'm like, what, what do you mean a wife? What do you mean a wife? And he was like, uh, well, she's not my wife. We're not actually married, blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, so what is she then? What is she? Like, why is she over here telling me that she's your wife? And so I call her while he's there. And I'm like, we're going to settle this right now because I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not the type of person to just deal with things like that. You know, I'm right. just like, we're just going to, we're just going to settle this right now. Um, And she goes, yeah, well, we're not actually married, but I'm his baby mama. And I was like, okay. So he tells her, he's like, I want to be with Camila, um, which is me. <laughs> he's like, I want to be with Camila. I, you know, I respect you as the mother of my child, but I want to be with her. And I was like, okay. So um, it took me a minute. Well, it took me a while. It took me like a few weeks to like accept it and be okay with it. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, okay. Um you know, as long as, you know, everyone set the record straight, like him and I are going to be together, you know, whatever. Um, But then I just kept feeling weird about the situation. And I was just like, I don't know, like, there's just something I, I just a part of me feels like I can't trust him anymore. Um, And so then um, a couple of months go by and a girl, another random girl <laughs> messages me and she was like, do you guys have something? And I was like, well last time I checked he was my boyfriend (laughs) and she was like well he's my boyfriend too and I was like oh oh I was like at this point let me make a post and be like do y'all know him (laughs) um and so she was like he's my boyfriend too and I was like oh well fantastic so I ended things with him um and I was just like yeah no like we're done um and then my ex-fiance oh well, i kind of let the cat out of the bag too soon but i'll get to right. it um <laughs> I'm, I'm leading up to that point my ex-fiance he comes back into the picture and 
he basically was like, like, I, you know, I, I can't stop thinking about you. Like, I want to be with you, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay. And so it was December 7th, December 7th, 2020. Um, and like, we were talking for quite some time um and we were you know kind of like on the fence of like do we want to make this work again or whatever you know whatever um December 7th he surprised me and he asked me to marry him like officially not just like a in the car oh I got someone pregnant but I want to marry you type of asking right so this is now the second time that he asked me to marry him but this time it was a lot more special and it was a lot more um you know like it was actually like a legit engagement type like you want to marry me type thing (sighs) and I was over the moon excited I was just like yes you know this is all I've wanted now for the past six years or for the past five years and I'm just you know because this happened um when he asked me to marry him it was 2020 and and it was December and at first uh when we were talking about the dates of when we were going to get married well obviously I I said yes to him um you know yes to marrying him yeah we got that when and (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm like over the moon excited and so then we start talking about when and I was like oh well he was the one who brought it up he was like well what about your birthday and my birthday is December 19th. So we would have gotten married, what, 12? Yeah, 12 days later. Um, And I was like, well, that's that's too soon. Like, I, I want to do things the right way. Like, I want to be able to get a beautiful dress. I want to, you know, all these things, all these things. Um, And, you know, and it's a process. And you have to, you know, get the marriage license. And it's just a lot. Yeah. And so... <clears throat> And so I tell him, I'm like, well, you and I met on March 11th, 2016. So why don't we get married March 11th, 2021? And he was like, I think that's a beautiful idea. And so I was like, okay, bet. So we're doing this damn thing. Like we, we got this. Um, And then he was like, hell yeah, we got this. And I was like, okay, fantastic. So um my birthday passes everything's great you know uh every year we would spend um except for one year which was the year that I found out that he got that lady pregnant um every year aside from uh December 19th 2018 um we would be together on the holidays and on my birthday on his birthday his daughter's birthday um and so I was like, okay, perfect. So my birthday passes, Christmas passes, New Year's, all that. Um, and then January comes around and he asks me if uh, his daughter, the oldest, who her and I have a great, had had a great relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, we would talk all the time. Like she was always like my little sidekick. Um, and it's as if she was my own daughter. Um, if he asked me if she could come live with me and I was like, I mean, yeah, (laughs) like, why not? Um, so basically her mom out of the year, her mom takes a month trip, um, to El Salvador, 
um, which is where they're from. Uh, my ex-fiance is from El Salvador and uh, the oldest's mom is from El Salvador. And so she takes a month trip um, and he worked and he worked a lot. And so he was like, well, I have no one to watch her. And I was like, that's fine. She at the time I wasn't working. So I was like, she can come stay with me. That's no problem. Right. Um, and so she does. And she lives with me for a month. And then my goddaughter's mom got COVID. And so my goddaughter came and she lived with me for a month. So I had both girls for a month. Um, and it was honestly the most fun that I have ever had. Like being able to take them out and go to the park. We went to get our nails done together. I would take them to the salon with me. We would go to the mall. Like I was just like, it was as if I had like two little mini me's and I would just take them and spoil them and it was just the most fun ever and we'd have like movie nights and we'd build forts and it was just it was so much fun um and so then like thanks uh thanksgiving <laughs> valentine's day comes around <laughs> and um you know everything's pretty normal kind of he was acting a little weird around this time um but then march 1st comes around and mind you march 1st so it's 10 days away from when i'm supposed to be married his daughter and i are doing schoolwork um and because she's she's still like kind of staying with me like on and off now at this point because her mom's back from a Salvador. so um so she and i are doing schoolwork and she gets a phone call from someone and i was confused because it said like um the person's the little girl's name and it said sister and I was like wait a minute you only have one sister and she's like what two like she's not old enough to have a phone right let alone make phone calls and so um I'm confused and so she goes upstairs to take the phone call so I let her and then when she comes back down I asked her I was like what was that about um and then she was like uh nothing and she's like trying to hide it and so I was like what's going on and she was like, well, I want to tell you, I've been wanting to tell you, but I don't want my dad to get mad at me because um, he told me not to tell you. And I was like, OK. And in my head, I'm like, OK, now you got to tell me because, exactly. you know, obviously it's something going on. <clears throat> and then she starts getting really upset. And she's like, I don't want him to hit me. I don't want him to get mad. And so I was like, no, 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 none of that. None of that. Like, I will make sure that everything is fine. You know, like you can trust me. And I will make sure that everything is okay with your dad. Right. And she looks at me and she goes, my dad has someone else. And I was oh. like, oh my God. I was like, there's no way that you are putting me through this again. Um, and lo and behold, I asked her, I was like, do you have a picture um, or any proof of any kind? And she was like, yes. And so she shows me a picture of him with his daughter the oldest the one who I'm talking to at this point and um with some lady and this lady had a daughter about the same age as his daughter and so I'm like okay obviously I cannot break down in front of her she's a child and she's gonna be very confused and sad and everything and I just don't want to do that right now right um so I take myself into the bathroom 
I like I call my best friend at the time and I'm like I'm telling her I'm like I I don't know I can't do this anymore dude I'm supposed to be married in 10 days 10 days oh um and I just I can't be put through this anymore because if he's doing this to me right now 10 days away he's gonna be doing this to me the entire time that we're married exactly and so I told her I was like I can't do this and she was like well you have to cut things off um and so I was like I really don't want to because I don't want to lose him and she I remember she gave me some of the best advice she was like do you want to not lose him and live a miserable life being married to him or do you want to lose him and find somebody who actually is worthy of your time and I remember when she said that I was like damn like she's right and she was like you're worth so much but you're allowing him to walk all over you as if you were nothing I was like yeah "Yeah, she's she's 100% correct and so um, I messaged him and I asked him if he was coming to pick his daughter up that that same day and he was like yeah I am and I was like okay perfect um so I help her with her homework I'm trying to you know soak in as much time with her as I have because I know that after I confront him I in my head I'm thinking I'm like I'm never gonna see her again right and so I'm trying to spend as much time with her as possible we do the schoolwork, we do all of her favorite things um you know we we start watching movies and everything is just you know it's a great day and I'm trying to make it the best day for her I'm trying to forget about everything that's going on so that you know she can be happy and so that I can you know try to calm down before I talk to him so he gets to the house and I confront him immediately and I well first I ask him like can we go outside because I'm not going to do it in front of his daughter um and so we go outside I close the door and then I ask him straight up um you know who is she and why are you doing this to me 10 days before we're going to get married? And he starts telling me, like, oh, she's just a friend, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, well, I started off being just a friend. So I really don't, like, I don't, I don't believe you or anything that you say. Um, and, you know, lo and behold, uh, she was not just a friend. Um, he... I, I cut things off with him and I told him that we need to, I told him at first that we needed to postpone the wedding. Um, not that everything was just done and, you know, over with, but um, that same, around that same time. Um, and so this happened in March. Um, I got a job at David Buster's, which was where my brother was working and he was the first person to know that. And he was the first person to um, get the news that I had gotten the job because I was really mm-hmm. happy. And so I was going to start a job and, you know, everything was going to be I was I was happy, whatever. But I was also really upset because of what had just happened with my ex-fiance. Right. Um, I start a job and then a couple of weeks go by um, and then in April, um, the second week of April, I get a phone call that my best friend had passed away. Um, he was born with a hole in his heart. And he had always taken really good care of himself. You know, he never he never did anything bad. He always ate really healthy. Well, as healthy as he could. Um, but I 
he was out with some of the well I wasn't really close with them but he was out with some people that I knew and they were just walking um in Washington DC and he just collapsed on the floor and the thing about Washington DC is that it's a big city and it's hard to get to a hospital and it's hard for an ambulance to get to you quickly um and so he collapsed and by the time that the ambulance got to him, it was too late, and he had passed away in the, uh, in the hospital. And I just remember thinking, I'm like, this guy, I mean, if I were to even begin to tell you, my mom could tell you, my brother could tell you, he was like walking sunshine. Like, there was just no, there's just no one that I've met that has the type of light that he had and it was it was something that hit me and my family so hard because my mom would always say like oh um he's my adopted son he's my adopted son um he was just always there for me and my family and it was it was something that hit me very hard mm-hmm. um when he passed away and so he passed away I was working and I was miserable um because you know, I just, so many things were happening at one time. Um, and I just remember, uh, it was Mother's Day, which was in May. Um, I was sitting there at the front desk doing my job. I look up and my ex-fiance is there with the lady that he left me for. Um, and I immediately like go back into the kitchen. I start having a panic attack. And I was like, he knew exactly, like, where I work. He he knows, you know? Yeah. And in my head, I'm thinking, why are you, like, bringing her here, showing her off to me as if this is, like, some kind of sick joke? Like, I'm supposed to be working, and you're you're coming in here, and you're, you know, it, I just found the whole situation really messed up. Um, and so after that... um. The last time that I had seen him was September of 2021. And he was with a completely different girl. Um, and it was at Walmart. And he doesn't introduce her to me, but he introduces me to her. And he says, oh, this is my friend, Camila, the one that I've had for a really long time. And she was like, oh, yeah, he's told me a lot about you blah 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 and I'm like yeah friend a we were just about to be married friend (laughs) um and so I just remember that day it hit me and I was just feeling horrible and I saw I went home and I cried um and I was like how can you refer to me as your friend after everything that has gone on you know yeah and so after that um he posted a sonogram like a couple of weeks later on his Facebook. And I had still had him as a friend and everything. Like I hadn't blocked him or anything. The minute that I saw that sonogram, um, I, well, it actually happened a, a few months later, it happened in March of this year. Um, when I saw that sonogram picture, I knew that I had to block him. Like I knew 
because there was another child from another woman <laughs> that you know I was I was just gonna have to see all that again of what he put me through back in 2018 yeah. But this time I'm going to have to see it with us not being together. So I was like, I can't, I can't see this again. So I took the initiative. I said my goodbyes in my head and I did everything so impulsively that I blocked him off of everything. Just straight away, just one hit, just blocked him. Mm-hmm. Um, And I remember the first day that I blocked him, I felt, so empowered I was like so happy I was like oh yeah like hell yeah I did that you know I started blasting music and I was just like this is I'm done I'm not gonna take it anymore blah blah blah. and then the next day I was a wreck (laughs) so it's just close to show you how you know how weird emotions can be sometimes like I am over here and I'm feeling so empowered I'm like oh yeah like you're never going to hurt me again. And then the next day I'm over here sobbing like a baby. And I'm just like, I I miss this man. I miss this man. I miss his daughter. I miss the relationship that we had. I miss how close I was to him. And there was always just this voice in the back of my head. Like, but do you miss the fact that he never really cared about you? Like, do you miss the fact that he was okay with putting you through all this, you know, and so that's how it's been. Um, a lot has happened since then. I downloaded TikTok and I met a bunch of great people that I love. Um, I have yet to talk to my ex-fiance um, like in a good way because he has attempted to like talk to me um, a few times during the time that we have been apart. Um, he even tried coming to my home. Um, this is when, this was like a couple months ago, actually. Um, at the old place that I lived at before this place, he tried going there. Um, I didn't answer the door or anything, but, um, I have learned a lot since him and, I guess the moral of this story, and if anybody can take anything away from any, you know, from the time that I started talking about him to now, um, it would be always, always, always value yourself as a woman and know that at the end of the day, um, you are a gift to this earth and men and women. don't ever allow someone to make you feel like you are less than what you are um never yes know your worth 100 percent, and don't ever let someone walk all over you don't ever make yourself small um just so that someone can feel big and don't ever don't ever put aside your non-negotiables just because you're in love with somebody because nine times out of ten you may be in love but it's not love if you have to change who you are or if you have to allow that person to treat you a certain way because I didn't even you know I could go on and on and on for hours about all the times where he made me feel small where he you know verbally 
and and mentally and emotionally um and in a lot of ways just hurt me so bad um but i'll save you guys those details because it's a lot oh we'll bring you back Um, (laughs) we'll definitely bring you back for that but tell me something heavy has your damn i I can't even say the word (laughs) has your view in relationships changed ever since this happened to you knowing that he did it not just once but multiple times yes um i have remained very single ever since this um because i have learned a lot but i feel like i have a lot more to learn what i have learned so far um and what all this has taught me um my perspective now is I just want someone who genuinely cares about my well-being. I want, I was actually just talking about this with someone uh, today. Um, I threw up earlier because I was feeling sick. And usually when I throw up or when I get sick, um, I like to just lay on the bathroom floor. Um, And I remember the times where I had gotten sick in front of my ex-fiance Um, he would hate that I would lay down on the bathroom floor. Like that was something that would always bug him so much. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was talking to this person that was telling him, I was like, when I get married or when I have someone in my life as a boyfriend or whatever, this person has to have a lot of patience with me Um, because I'm the type of person where I definitely speak my mind. I have no, I have never had an issue speaking my mind. Um, I, I'm very used to a lot of things. So for example, like laying on the bathroom floor when I'm sick, it's comforting for me. It's always been comforting. Um, but the fact that I have to explain that even, it's kind of like, well, why can't you just be okay with it? Like, I'm not hurting you in any way. I'm not bothering you. Right. Um, so just let me be kind of thing. Um, and so I was telling him, I was like, I just need somebody that has patience and who genuinely just really likes my energy and doesn't want to change it, you know, because being with someone for so long who really the only thing that he ever wanted to do was change me. Mm -hmm. Um, now it makes me want to be who I am even more, which is why I'm very much unapologetically myself all the time you know people are always like oh well my god like she said this and this is so out of pocket and this is so like I can't believe she said that I can't believe she did that blah 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 blah. I don't care (laughs) like I I'm a very like I I really don't care about people's opinions um I'm very opinionated and so if you ask me my opinion on something I will tell you just to a T, 100% how I feel. Um, I genuinely don't believe in um, sugarcoating things. So I will tell you things very straightforward. Um, And he always had a problem with all of those things. And so now my perspective on relationships is be with someone who just, who cares about you and who, who likes being around you, like who really likes your energy, someone who 
loves you for you, who doesn't want to change you, and who just wants to see you happy. So if you get comfort or happiness from laying on the bathroom floor or doing whatever it is, you know, let the person just support you in the process. Like getting better, getting up, you know, after feeling sick or feeling whatever, it's a process. So let the person you know understand them understand that their process is their process don't get mad at them don't get frustrated with them just be there for them or with them or just leave them alone like if they want their space you know they'll come to you like I'm I'm the type of person where like I love to have people around me but like when it's my time to have my space like I I like my space respect the bubble and exactly respect the bubble and yeah. so and that was something that he never understood. And so now that I'm not with him and now that, you know, I don't ever want to ever be with someone like him. I just want, um, you know, to be happy. That's all I've ever wanted is to just be happy um, and to be with someone who also just wants to be happy. Um, and so I guess that's my new perspective now is just be with someone who genuinely cares about you and someone who just wants to be in your space because they want to be in your space. Right. That's all. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> that was an amazing little story you gave us there. <laughs> um, wow. Half of the stuff I had no idea. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 we've been talking for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I've met Kami through TikTok. We became real close friends. So those of you that don't know, now you know. F A A F O. Yeah, no. <laughs> but yeah, um, like I said, half of the story that she just said to us, I had no idea, and. It's, I'm, I'm proud of you. Thank you. I'm, I'm hella proud of you that you came in here. Um, open your mind. I know there's people out there that either are dealing with this or have dealt with this, but don't know how to speak out or not. And you just did it. Yeah. Um, I've known you've accomplished so much stuff since I started talking to you. And once again, like I said, I'm proud of you. Um, I've seen you glow. I've heard you cry. I've heard so much, but you know what? 2023 is your year, and we got this. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for the best to come because something that I've noticed, um, you know, or something that I've I've come to realize is, is I deserve to be happy. I have done a lot um, for a lot of people. And I feel like now is the time where I need to start doing a lot for myself because I feel like I genuinely deserve happiness, pure happiness. And I know how to get there and I will get there. Yeah. It's just a process. But, you know, those are those of those people who have loved me and have nurtured me and have cared for me during this process and those who are going to stick by my side you know who you are and 
I just wanted to shout them out real quick and say that I love them. I don't even have to name any names because I know that they know who they are. Um, they do. But I just want to say that I love them with all my heart and thank you for no. believing in me. Hey, we've always believed in you. It's do you believe in yourself? Yeah. As soon as you start believing in yourself, you got this. It yeah. was touching. <laughs> it's an amazing first episode. <laughs> Welcome to season two. <laughs> Welcome to season two. This is a roller coaster of emotions that we're going to go through this season. Um, Gami, is there anybody out there that you want to reach out to or you want to let them know about this podcast or do you want to um, shout out any companies out there, um, any websites, um, do it, go for it. Um, so, hmm. well, I want to tell everybody about this podcast. I think this is going to be <laughs> wonderful. And again, thank you so much for having me. I'm very happy to be here. Very happy to be one of the first. Um, and so my brother is a photographer um and he has been talking to me lately about how he wants to travel um for his photography so if you guys can do me a favor and check out his work you know give him some love on his instagram on his tiktok um it's diego's photos damn i should have should have written them down (laughs) (laughs) hey he's there bring him in uh, is he? Oh, no, I think he's actually out with his friend. Um, I think it's Diego's photos, if I'm not mistaken. But those of you that have me or Mosca on TikTok, um, you will know that it's 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 under there. Um, but him for sure. If anybody's looking to have a photographer or anything, um, oh, there he is. Never mind. He just walked in. Bring him in. What's your, what's your Instagram? All right. It is Diego's Edits Twenty Four. So anybody who can show him some love on his Instagram, hit him up. You know, in his DMs for any inquiries. He is willing to travel. So, um, you know, if you need a photographer, he is amazing. Um, I'm very proud of him. A very proud older sister. Um. Yeah. Um. Who else? I think that's it. Next time when I'm on, I will definitely have a list of people. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. The first ones are always nerve wracking. It's all right. (laughs) But I next time I come, I will have a list of people who I will shout out. Even though you requested to be the first one. Yes. And you were super excited. Yes. Keep yes. things in mind, people. So you that are following up, you got some big shoes to fill. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kami, thank you once again. It was an honor to have you here. Yeah. It, it was amazing. Um, mm-hmm. I, I you, you left me without words, so that's why I didn't chime <laughs> in much because I had no idea where to go or even where to start or where to ask questions or anything. I was just like I said, I'm proud of you. You've done an amazing um, 360 in your life. 
and just go on from there. What else can we do? Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. Go for it. Um, (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) I was very much excited. And I can't wait for this to be out there for the world to hear. Um, I guess the last message that I want to leave on is you deserve peace in your life and you deserve happiness. Um, And the people that you circle yourself around or the people that are around you should be people that genuinely care about you. Um, So always try to be the best that you can be. Love with all your heart, even though sometimes it's hard. Um, never change who you are and never change how much love you show people just because some people don't know how to accept it or are not worthy of it. That's all. Awesome. Thank you very much again. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody that's listening, um, This obviously you guys are going to listen to it on Monday, but if you're still here to the end, just... Keep a note that uh, every Thursday on TikTok Live, we'll be discussing this podcast. Um, Eight Pacific Standard Time. Y'all do the math from there. I'm in (laughs) Cali. So (laughs) eight Pacific Standard Time. So eight, nine, ten, wherever you're going, going East Coast. Mm -hmm. Um, Once again, welcome to season two. Thank you very much. Kami, it was a pleasure. I love you. I love you Um, too. And I'll talk to you in a little bit. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone.